Welcome back, everyone. This is Discussing Comics, and this is our first official recording of 2020. It's a new decade, and I want to welcome back again Sergio Lujo, the second from the Reality Breach and the entire Reality Breach family of podcasts. Sergio, Happy New Year. Hey. How are you? Happy New Year. I'm doing good. What's going on with you? What's been interesting in the world of Sergio lately? Oh, we, we, the reality breached had a, had a wonderful December and we, we've kicked off January with, with some really exciting content, both on the, the, the rebrief feed, but, uh, also on the shellheads feed. I am so knee deep in Ninja Turtle stuff right now. It's, it's, it's cathartic. It's wonderful. So I wish everyone listening could visualize what I'm seeing right now. When you say you're knee deep in Ninja Turtles, <laughs> I'm picturing this. For lack of a better word, it looks like a china cabinet in your house that is filled, and I kid you not, everyone listening, filled with multitudes of Ninja Turtles. Yes, and and I, like I want to say that oh yeah, that's where all of it is. It's like no, no, that's what I could fit in the china cabinet. <laughs> oh, you, your Ninja Turtle collection makes my Doctor Who collection looks look look like child's play. <laughs> And, and that's a well, thank you. big thing. So, yeah. But we're not here really to talk about turtles. That was last episode. That's but right. This episode is something that we've done for the last four years running, which is talk about the reality breached most anticipated movies of whatever year it is. And this is 2020. <laughs> so, Sergio, for anyone that may not have listened to those other episodes, really quick, tell us. What it is that made you make this list and how you create the list that I'm talking about. Okay. Well, every year at the beginning of the year, uh, as the the head reality breached guy, I kind of have to put together somewhat of a schedule of what we're going to cover month to month or, you know, week to week or, you know, season to season. And every year I end up thinking – well, I need to know how many episodes we're going to do in, say, June or how many episodes we're going to do in May. And, of course, we assume some of those are going to be based on movie releases. So, naturally, the organizer in my mind says, let me put down every single movie that there is a possibility we're going to want to cover on Reality Breached. And from there, it just kind of grew into Reality Breach's most anticipated films of the year. And I think this is the fourth year that I've actually published the – uh uh, like a list. Okay. So, so, and I think this is what our second or third time, this is our third time sitting down and actually talking about the list. So the list is out there. It's already published. Actually, I'm going to make you one better. I think this is our fourth time actually. Really? Because, really. And the reason I say that is we did this on discussing who back at the time when we were still doing comics on discussing who. I know you were on the first episode of Discussing Comics, which was uh, most anticipated, and we've had another most anticipated. So, that yes, this is our fourth time doing this. Wow. Awesome. It's, it's, it's a huge tradition now. I like yes, it. Yes, it is. I like tradition. You're right. You're right. And, <laughs> and and speaking of tradition, for everyone listening, it is tradition to have Clarence Brown on here. And if we are lucky we will have Clarence Brown on at a little bit of uh, later in this podcast. So I want to. I'm already here, man. I'm already here. There he is. Hey, your ears were burning <laughs> and you just appeared, right? Uh, something like that. <laughs> cool. So I want to kind of go out of the schedule, but before I do that, I want to say the same thing I extended to Sergio. 
Clarence Brown, Happy New Year. And how are you? What's been going on with you? Oh, man, nothing much. Just uh, pretty much trying to take it easy these first few weeks. And um, yeah, yeah, ready to start the new year and hopefully do something exciting and interesting with my time. So that's about it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, anticipation, I think, is the best part of getting ready for a new year. And Sergio, since we were talking about doing this four times, I know at least three, if not four out of the four times, I want to kind of go out of sequence in time chronologically of when these movies are coming out this year and say, the new mutants have made the list again. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. We might actually see that movie this year. Cross your fingers. Uh, But (laughs) do we want to see that movie? Do we want to see that movie? I do. But, but I, but I do really like watching really bad movies. Uh Oh, so I'll give them $10 for me to laugh at a, x-men movie yeah i don't know if so much of the um the willingness to hold it back was that it was a bad movie but i think it's just uh the tone might be not what you know people are expecting Mm. i'm gonna take it one step further i think if they're going off the storyline that i think they're going off and just kind of redoing it the the horror aspect i i get because there was a storyline with a demon bear that started in, I think, issue number 17 or 18, and it was with the original New Mutants. That all being said, I did see an updated trailer, and I'm going to change what I said last year about I have no inkling of wanting to see this to I want to go see this mainly for what Sergio said, but <laughs> there, is oh, a, man. there is a scene, though, where they show magic and she is pulling, she's, you see this stepping disc, her teleportion disc, and you see that and you see her magical armor for that alone. Cause since I really like magic, I, I really want to see this movie now. <laughs> Just oh, I'm so happy. Uh, like this movie has gone through so many like, delays and reshoots and re-edits and they've thrown so much stuff out and decided we're going straight like i read an article two weeks ago that they said they're trashing all of the additional stuff that they did and are going back to the original cut interesting which tells me one of two things one the stuff they added wasn't any better and they think they can you know work with what they had or they are done spending money Mm. so let me pose this and and you kind of hinted at this in your article, Sergio. So let me ask you guys this. Why spend the money putting it in theaters, putting the marketing together? Since we really don't have any new Marvel content on Disney Plus, Mandalorian is over. They're bleeding customers, so to speak. Why not just drop this on Disney Plus? I don't know. I don't know if there's still some sort of licensing issue keeping them from doing that i don't think any of the x-men movies are on disney plus uh, i could be wrong you may be right i don't no, think, no, I they think are. you're right i think you're right so it's possible those those are still tied up somewhere else kind of like last jedi is on uh netflix yes yes or was on netflix even after rise of skywalker came out it's just weird deals that they have to wait till expire um also i don't know if that's they're not going to gain subscribers by adding this to Disney Plus. <laughs> they might get some people stumbling into a movie theater. Mm, yeah, I kind of, I, 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 I can kind of see that. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I do think there is a built-in audience around some of the people in the movie. Maisie Williams, of course, has a huge following. Uh, the Stranger Things guy, whoever's into him <laughs> in the movie as well. So I, I don't know. I think they just are ready to cut their losses and ready to reboot and see what they're going to do with the mutants going forward. So I think this is the last bit, you know, of, of that legacy Fox thing that's playing out. And they're just going to, you know, decide, let's skip the reshoots, forget about them, and let's just put it out there as is and start to move forward. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and like the way movie budgeting and movie promotion works, they were going to be marketing a movie this, like during this slot anyway. My, let's go ahead and market a movie that's complete, that's done. We don't have to do any extra work or spend any extra money making. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, so let's go back in time and go up to the first movie on the list. And I want to start with this movie, which, by the way, is Birds of Prey. And my question is, how much do you guys know about the comic Birds of Prey? Any thoughts of what Birds of Prey are? From what I understand, they are Batman side characters that are all ladies fighting. And I believe it's like after Batman is dead. That was the TV show. The short that was the TV show? That was the short-lived okay. TV show. You are a, a TV show? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And on, when, on the WB. Yes. And the Huntress from the, just as a side note, the Huntress from that uh, TV show actually appeared in Crisis on Infinite Earths. Just side note. Oh, wow. Interesting. <laughs> but that being said, uh, Sergio, you are mostly correct. That is a team that was originally formed by Hunter, I mean, excuse me, by Oracle, who was Barbara Gordon after she had been paralyzed by the Joker. And there were, it was usually an all-female team. To my knowledge, never included Harley Quinn. Yeah, I, w when I was writing the article, I checked, and the Wikipedia article did not say that she had ever been part of the part part of the uh, the team. So I'm going to put a question to you guys, and it comes directly from the article: Why this isn't a just Harley Quinn standalone movie is beyond me. Why do we think it's called Birds of Prey and just not Harley Quinn? So, so do we think the character of Harley Quinn is? Um, a big enough pull to support a, a mainstream movie, just that character and just her story. Uh, we got some of her backstory in the, uh, Suicide Squad movie, which I don't know if they're just throwing that away and doing something totally different. So, I mean, with what we already know of her from the recent movies, does she have enough to, to, to support a full movie with just her being the main draw? Yes. I don't, hmm. Yes. I, I can say that categorically. Like, is it just it, Margot Robbie or? It, well, if you've ever been anywhere on any <laughs> Halloween in the past three years, like you'll see that the percentage of girls dressed up as Harley Quinn is alarmingly high. They do it like a Comic-Con, same thing. Yes, And her, she is way more popular than the, the – you know, there is no brand recognition with the phrase birds of prey. No. I would agree with that. I did not even realize when, when you said birds of prey on the list, I didn't even, I, from, from the clips that I, that, that I had seen, I thought this was not birds of prey. I thought this was a Harley Quinn standalone movie, not birds. I thought they were two different things. Well, 
If you look at the extended title, <laughs> they threw her, <laughs> throw her name in there. So. Well, true. And the fabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Eh. It, yeah. Uh, it, I have I have a really long-winded like explanation that I think explains why this movie is re- being released as is. I don't think it's nearly interesting enough for us to go into, but it involves a lot of businessmen in rooms yelling at each other. Interesting. 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 Yeah. Um, hmm. What is the movie rated? Do we know? That's a really good question, Clarence. That is an awesome question. Because you mentioned the the Comic-Con, the cosplay draw, the Halloween draw of, of uh, one Harley Quinn. I, <laughs> I don't know if this movie is going to be made for the – as her character is in general, especially when you look at Suicide Squad as well. I, I don't know who – what – age audience this is playing for i I really don't it is an Uh, r-rated movie yeah wow interesting i did not know that (laughs) so again Mm. who is this movie for (laughs) it's for you and me clarence hey i'm I'm not complaining and kyle yeah but see here's the deal though the you know and clarence you and i made comments one of the first comic cons that we went to and we were seeing toddlers dressed up as Harley Quinn. And I'm not talking about traditional Batman, the animated adventures, full attire, Harley Quinn. I'm talking about the hot pants, Harley Quinn that Margot Rogue, whatever her name is, uh, played. I guarantee you, you're going to have kids in this movie. Hands down. Yeah. 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 It's, it, this is treading in the same water that Deadpool treads in where you see kids dressed as Deadpool and you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I will say I am interested in this movie, maybe made maybe more so after I've seen the the Joker. So from parts of this trailer, it seems like they're going for deep psychological, you know, what shapes Harley Quinn uh, character development in this movie. But they also show the wacky and zany. So I don't know. I mean, after seeing Joker have a having going in and not really expecting anything and see the type of character development they did with that character, I am a little excited about what they may do. Maybe maybe this is what the the uh, Warner Brothers movies, how they're going going forward. They're, they may be trying to deep dive a little bit deeper to what these characters are. And that sounds somewhat interesting to me. We can only hope. There you go. <laughs> Well, considering, you know, they're deep diving into characters, this character, they really deep dived, took a deep, deep, deep dive into because they completely redid the CGI after the first trailer landed, which was Sonic the Hedgehog. This will come out on 214 Valentine's Day 2020. So my question is, any thoughts you guys wanting to go see this? Oh, I have a Valentine's date. It is to see Sonic the Hedgehog. No! Without a doubt. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, I do want to see it as well. Um, and again, I keep talking about audience. Sonic is like a character that's from my generation. I know they have had different iterations. Um, and yeah, it was funny. Like my daughter asked for a Sonic and Tails plush for Christmas, which I'm like, what? How do you even know what Sonic is? So all that being said, um, I do think it's a movie that's geared for the kids, but I've seen plenty of things in this trailer 
little Easter eggs, you know, the, the, the GH Sonic, uh, hat that Sonic is wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a few more things in the background. Well, okay. They're, they're talking about some of the areas. They're throwing Easter eggs in there. It might be interesting. I think the real thing here is like, what is, uh, Jim Carrey going to be in this movie? And I think we got old school mask Jim Carrey. I think that's what we're going to get. Really? Yeah. I, I, I think we're going to get zany mid nineties Jim Carrey playing Jim Carrey. <laughs> Mm, okay, that might be cool. Might be, but but then again, I it would probably be like over the moon if they said there was going to be a Pac Man movie. So there you go. Yeah, like th- like this this movie has a built in enormous audience because much like Ninja Turtles, there's always new Sonic stuff. Whether yeah. you know once you're an adult, you you kind of grow immune to it and you don't see it. But there was a Sonic game last year. It was a racing game, but it was a Sonic game. Really? The year before that, they launched a TV show. Like there's, there's always new Sonic stuff. There's always kids into it. Uh, there's always comic books. So there's always going to be children who are going to watch this. And on top of that, you have us who are like, oh, I like Green Hill Zone, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that are going to go watch it. So, so yeah, like the, making this movie makes sense. I just, I hope it's better than, than what people are assuming it's going to be. Well, let's move on up into March and the, this next, Two that we're going to talk about actually come from the same studio. One is out on 3-6-2020. The other one is out on 6-19-2020. And the studio, of course, is Pixar. The first one is Onward, and the second one is Soul. So let's start with Onward first. Any thoughts about this one? Something you guys are planning on seeing, want to see, don't want to see? Thoughts? Well, the the reason I put these together on the list is because having watched Pixar movies for, at this point, almost 25 years, Pixar is always at its best when it's making something brand new. When they, you know, put all of their creative people into a room and they spit out an idea and boom, you have Wally or boom, you have Ratatouille with like, like Ratatouille is not a movie that's going to get greenlit unless it's coming from Pixar. So Seeing two completely original projects in the same year is like this is the most excited I've been about Pixar in a decade. And honestly, I did watch the trailers. I'm excited for them individually. I don't care. The, like the trailers could be of anything. I don't as long as it's new stuff. I'm on board. Cool, Clarence. What do you think? I'm going to agree with everything, sir. As you said, I mean. I, when have you watched a Pixar movie and wasn't happy about it? You know, especially like their first run originals. Um, yeah. you can, you can pretty much go in not knowing anything about the movie and I guarantee you're going to come out smiling. So, uh, I, I love these, tra- I love these trailers actually. Excuse me. And they're, they both play in a weird place because one of them, they're on onward. They're trying to bring their dad back from the trailer. That's not a spoiler. <laughs> and, and, and so spoiling the trailer. And so the guy dies. So, um, so get it. So, I mean, I, I think this, they're, they're going to be interesting. I'm, I'm always in all these movies and I really can't complain about anyone I've seen. So I'm ready for those. Mm. Yeah. I like the fact that you took in a way you, for these two, you took the same underlying premise and tweaked and went completely different directions. But ultimately at the heart, it has to do with someone being dead. So I think that's cool. 
Yes. <laughs> and speaking of people probably being dead as a segue, on 3-13-2020, there is a comic book movie coming out by the name of Bloodshot starring Vin Diesel. And so much so that it is Vin Diesel Bloodshot as the name of the movie. <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> so my question is, does what do you guys think of Vin Diesel Bloodshot? I'll let you take this one, Clarence. Oh man, I don't know how much I'm going to have to say. Um, is, 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 is Vin Diesel still a big draw? I mean, are we still Vin Diesel fans? You know, oh. I know you're, you're a Fast and the Furious guy, so you would be all about the Vin Diesel, but I don't know. I don't know much about the Bloodshot character. I think Jason David Frank played him in some uh, YouTube series. Uh, so that's cool. I do like, you know, again, not knowing anything about the character. I like what I saw from the trailer. Uh, it was Vin Diesel being Vin Diesel. You know, I felt like I was watching him, you know, doing a tweak on Riddick or something. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be interesting. I do kind of like the premise that we see in the trailer of this, you know, guy being tricked and brought back to life and all this other good stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I, I might have to catch it when it comes on DVD or, um, excuse me, I'm all comes on Blu-ray or streaming services. I'll catch there it, but I, I don't, I don't think I'm going to be going to move to see this one. Let me say this about the character of Bloodshot. This character was originally created back in the early 90s during what's been called most by most people as the comic book explosion of the time. This was right about the time that Image Comics first became really big and all the variant titles and there it was a, or is, it's still, it's still around today, Valiant Comics. This mm-hmm. was one of their tentpole characters. So, uh, Bloodshot, that's kind of a little bit of history. I'll echo what Clarence said. Might would watch it after it's streaming. Mm-hmm. Have no desire to go see it in the movies. See, it, it's, it's really going to depend on if I have an extra 11 bucks the week it comes out. Because <laughs> if you break down Vin Diesel and, and, and his, his cinematic history, he's got the Riddick franchise. He's got the Fast Furious franchise, and he's got the Triple X franchise. Like, all of that is the same brand of movie. Yep. And watching the trailer to this, it drips of that exact brand, and I like how dumb and exciting it is, even though it's really bad. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I'm kind of on board. It it, 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 it it treads in the same science fiction waters that a lot of movies I like tread in, so... But the ultimate question then becomes, like you said about the $11, the question is, is it worth you going? Is there enough desire and worth for you to go and watch it in the theater as opposed to saying, eh, probably by July or August, I could watch it at home if I wanted to? Yeah. Um, if, if I can get Reed to watch it with me, I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's funny because it seems like this movie is playing in the area that I don't know. I'm not going to say dying, but it seems like it's been lacking lately of the big over larger than life lead, you know, adventure character that can do anything. And, you know, it's kind of playing in that territory. I don't think we get much of that more anymore. But but, you know, if if you're looking for that, that this might be a good choice. Very good point, because yeah. I think you're right. We don't get Rambos and Terminators and stuff like that much anymore. Well, yeah. The last Terminator movie bombed. So, mm. So here's another interesting movie that's coming up. And I'm curious again to know what you guys think on 5-1-2020. 
Black Widow, a solo film starring Natasha from The Avengers. So, Sergio, I'll start with you. What do you think? I was when I when they initially announced it, my first thought was why? You know, like her character's dead. She's been in all these movies. Like like I I get that you're giving her this movie, but it seems a little, you know, a little too late. Um but when I heard that it was set after Civil War and before Infinity War and knowing that there's a lot of story there that we know don't really know anything about, I then got excited because there's a lot of stuff that they can seed for future Marvel movies in that era, like era. They're doing it with a character that we all know and love already. Uh, and, and as I said in the article, it's set it, like it's it comes out before all these movies about these characters that we don't know. So we kind of need this in this phase to to kind of get it going. Okay. Clarence, what do you think? Man, 100% without a doubt, Scarlett Johansson. I'm there day one. I'll be in the seat. <laughs> I, mean, I, I love the actor, and I also really like the character in the MCU. So I'm I'm there for it. I think it's always hard when you have these superhero movies, I'm doing quotes, uh, where the main character really isn't super. So I think that's a hard thing to get past from the jump. But from the trailer, I think they're playing it a little bit differently from the standard superhero type movie. So I think it should be interesting. And she has a good um, a good amount of supporting characters in there that should make it exciting. So I'm there for it, man. Cool. So I'll add or I'll start by adding something that they really do not play up very much in the MCU. But of course, this is part of her comic book history. She does not have the same serum or the same longevity or powers per se as Captain America, but she does have something that was done to her that gives her enhanced durability and not necessarily super strength, but she is probably in her eighties easily in her eighties because the character black widow in the comics was around during the, um, second world war. So she, she knew Captain America or was aware of Captain America back in the forties. That being said, I really wasn't on board with it being black widow when they first did the movie or, you know, introduced her in, um, you know, Iron Man and then said, okay, she's going to be in the Avengers because I wanted the wasp to be a founding Avenger, like in the comics that said, I learned to love her as Black Widow. She has transformed, in my opinion, the Black Widow character over these past 10 years. And I'm so on board. I can't wait to see this movie. Yeah. And, and, and maybe the movie will introduce some of that backstory you've been talking about that we haven't seen in any other mainstream movie. So, yep. Agree. Yeah. Good yeah. point. Uh, I, I, I find it very weird that this is the movie that is kind of Disney's tentpole movie this year. Because there's no Star Wars, there's no Avengers movie, there's no major Avengers movie. The, like the, unless we are to assume the Eternals, which we'll talk about later, is supposed to be an enormous deal. This is the big one. Wow, you're right. Good. Hmm. <laughs> I'm saying it's you know? going to be good, but I'm I'm going to reserve my. You're right. Just 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 a little bit. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> but we'll get there. We'll get there. But before we get there, speaking of Vin Diesel, Fast and the Furious number nine. Let me say that again. Fast and the Furious number <laughs> nine. 
I, I want to go to Vegas and see what the odds are for the different names. Like, is it going to be Fast 9? Is it going to be Furious 9? Is it going to be Fast and the Fura 9? Like, there, <laughs> there, there's so many different permutations that they could go. Yeah, they, they got the nine movies in half the time that it took Star Wars, so give them a hand clap. Hey, it's just, <laughs> yes. they win. Done. <laughs> So uh, I know neither of you are really excited about this movie, but I am always excited about Fast and Furious movies. And I, I don't know what you guys know about the series, but uh, Justin Lin, who did movies three, four, five, and I believe six, those are considered the best four. Uh, even even the bad Tokyo Drift movie was him, but that yeah, I like that like, one. Like 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 bull. It's not good. <laughs> I love it. It's not good. But, it's better than Hobbs and Shaw. Well, that's a different discussion. <laughs> you might not be wrong. Uh, like he knows how to carry these characters in a way that you must respect the story they're telling, regardless of how ridiculous it is. They kind of got away with that. Got away from that in the latter t- the, the latter two after he walked away. But he just brings a weight to the characters that I love so much. And he's back. Like he's, he's directing this one. Uh, and Jordana Brewster's coming back. Uh, all of the main characters are. I'm not sure if Hobbs and Shaw will be in it. Don't care. We get to see Dom and family rip something up. So I'm, I'm down. I'm down. Hey, well, here's what I have to say. Any franchise that can survive and be popular and still be considered mainstream after nine movies, my hat's off to him, whether it's my cup of tea or not. I mean, every, you know, a lot of the characters that, I mean, a lot of the actors that they have in there are people that I would go watch in a movie. It's just, I've never gone and watched this one. I don't have anything against it. Just never have had the time to go watch it. So again, my hat's off to them. Nine movies. I, I would probably guess Fast and Furious next would be Fast and Furious X for 10. Just maybe assume fast X fast X. Oh, that's cool. I like that yeah. in space, no. dude. If this, if this series does not end up in space, all of this has been for naught. All of it. Oh man. I want to see, I want to see Dom put NOS afterburners on a spaceship. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, all right. So here's one that I might go see. I'm not sure. Maybe possibly might go see that is coming out in the month of, that I have a birthday. So I probably might go see this, which is six, five, 2020 wonder woman, 1984. So I, let me take this one first. Yes. I'm going to go see this movie. I would definitely that you would probably have to tie me down for me not to go see this movie. I, that's all I can say. I would definitely watch it. Gal Gadot did an amazing job, even in Batman versus Superman as Wonder Woman. She's wonderful, no pun intended, as Wonder Woman. And yes, I am on board. So Clarence, what say ye? Oh man, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I will say uh, it's interesting, at least from the trailers anyway, they have managed to craft this aesthetic, like even Sergio mentions it in his article about the it being similar to the style of some of the trailers from, from Thor Ragnarok. So they are going heavy on this 80s style. And from everything I've seen so far, I've been totally blown away. They've managed to do something with her I guess she was flying in the trailer. Boy, it looked more like jumping in the trailer. But, but in any case, 
with her lasso with in the, the trailer. They, yeah, they, oh, they made yes. that look so interesting. I mean, and if that's just the tip of the iceberg, this movie is going to be off the charts. Mm. Sergio. Well, well I, I hate to come in and, and, and dampen the conversation. <laughs> uh, I am down. I will be there day one. Like, I, I am excited about this movie, but everything I saw in the trailer worried me. Like, mm. I don't want, like, Steve Trevor's character to bring him back the very next movie kind of soils his legacy unless they do something with it, unless they do something really special with it. So I have to ask Kyle, is that, is that already a comic conceit to the character? Oh, yeah. He it, is so one-dimensional, it's not funny. I, well, I'm talking about coming back. Oh, yes, yes. I mean, okay. there, there, yeah. there, there was times back, I mean, and, and even in the lore of, you know, from 1930, I mean, 41 forward, there have been times where Steve was killed off. Then, you know, the Olympic gods would bring him back for Diana 10 years later. So, uh-huh. so, so that, that's happened before, even so much so that in the TV series, when the first series was on ABC, they were set in the forties. Then whenever it moved to CBS for the second series or the second season and they shifted it up to the seventies, they explained it as Diana had returned to Paradise Island and the person she rescued this time was Steve Trevor's son. So, you know, there are several things that they could do. So in the comic, he's been magically brought back. On the TV show, it was Steve's son, Steve Jr. But there you have it. So so I, I thought that was just perfect into place for the character. And as far as him having a lot of substance, I've never really seen Steve Trevor have anything other than He's Wonder Woman's boyfriend. <laughs> he has, I mean, you know, Lois Lane has her own character. She's Lois Lane and she has a personality. To me, Steve is Wonder Woman's boyfriend. You mean war hero, Steve Trevor? Wonder Woman's boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, they set up so many things in the first movie for them to go different and interesting places in the second and in the trailer you see a character that's supposed to be dead and you see her going back to the island that she was never supposed to be able to go back to like yeah they immediately just erasing all of the 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 lines in the sand that they drew from the previous movie Mm. and that just and and just narratively that bugs me that i'm not saying that's going to make the movie bad but going into it it's already not doing what a quality film would be doing right now well, well, in between this movie uh, and the previous movie, the DCU, if we want to even want to call it that, has tr- changed so much and is still in the state of flux. So, I mean, I'm wondering, is there even a bigger picture with this or have they um, resigned to make all of the DC movies just kind of in their own world? I don't know. So uh, it'd be interesting to see if they even play the larger DCU in this movie at all. Mm. I doubt they. I doubt they do. Maybe, maybe Aquaman shows up. No, he can't show up because it's this is set in the eighties. Right. Yeah. True. So, true. so yeah. No, I doubt any anyone shows up. Mm-hmm. But that being said, let me say this: the fact that she goes back to Paradise Island, been there, done that. Same thing with the Steve Trevor thing. She's been banished. She goes back. Been there, done that many, 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 many times. But I have a theory about Steve Trevor. I'm thinking that Steve Trevor is going to end up either being a facade for some other character. 
that I think is going to be in the movie. That's Dr. Psycho. So that's all I'm going to say. Oh, 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 isn't uh, Pedro Pascal the the bad guy in this movie too? I think so. And that's who I think is Dr. Psycho. (laughs) Okay. I thought uh, Kristen Wiig was the bad guy. Well, she she's also in there, and she's she will be Cheetah. Is Cheetah a bad person? Yes, uh, tragically bad. Ah, okay. All right, so let's go on up. We have no other uh, movies in the month of June, but we do have one the day before Independence Day on the seven three July the third. Free guy starring basically Deadpool. <laughs> yep, you said it. <laughs> All right, Sergio, why don't you go first on this one? What say you? I didn't know this movie existed until I saw the trailer. And after watching the trailer, it seems like the most bizarre, unmoviable, like actual premise that I've seen in a long time. Like very flimsy. How can you write an entire movie about it? But it's Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds. And that is a brand in and of itself. So they really don't have to build much of a story around it for it to at least be funny and entertaining. Interesting. So I'll be there. I'll be there. But I hope I hope it's better than I think it's going to be. Clarence. Um, well, it's definitely an original idea, I think. Um, it seems like they're going for the Fortnite generation, maybe a little bit with this. Uh, it's very I mean, it's pretty much video gamey uh, based yeah. premise. Which I think is very interesting. I bl- I think I'm there for that, but still, I just haven't been blown away by the trailers. It oh, you know, it almost seems like a take on um, some of the the style that the Lego movies have. It seems like sort of that type of cheeky, you know, style that we get from Lego movies. So it, I don't know. It it might be all right. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> you don't sound very confident. <laughs> Not really. Mm. No. I think a wise person said, with the full power of Disney behind it, Free Guy could either be a huge hit or it could be another John Carter. That's all I'm going to say. Is it a Disney movie? It is a Disney movie. <sighs> You're right. Like, I, I don't know how to – like, Disney does so many great movies. But then if you go back and pick through their library, every once in a while, they just fart something out and – I hope that that's not what this movie is. Because mm. Disney also did what Prince of Persia. Ooh, uh, yeah, they they did they did that 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 movie based on uh it, it had Eddie Murphy in it. It was based it was, on the, he was the, in in space or something or or no, no they didn't or do Pluto Nash no no okay <laughs> no it, it, but that it was, was a flop too right what was the the haunted house ride at the oh, at yes. Disney World? Yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like every once in a while, they just release something that just completely disappears because it's bad and no one cares. Gotta throw them darts, man. Yep. <laughs> it's not about the quality of the darts. It's about it's about the number of darts you throw. <laughs> hmm. So speaking of quality and number. That, you know, that's kind of a segue into the movie that comes out just a few days later than the one we were just talking, which is on 710. And I'll start with this one. I remember loving the Ghostbusters is when, whenever I was a kid and didn't see the reboot that they tried to do, didn't have a desire to see this. But after seeing this trailer, not quite sure if I would go see it in theaters. But I would definitely be interested in seeing it whenever it's streaming. I thought the trailer was done 
very, very good. Even in the trailer, I felt anticipation of, ooh, 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 they're going to have the originals back in there, et cetera, and so forth. So I thought the trailer was very well done. So Clarence, I'll go with you next. What did you think? Yeah, I have to, I have to say I'm not the biggest Ghostbusters fan, but that being said, it looks like they're trying to appeal to the fandom that have been with that franchise since the beginning. Uh, so, uh, they definitely going back to the roots in a sense to the main cast timeline slash canon, uh, in this movie. Um, uh, it, it makes it looks like a certain character dies and this is his kids that we're seeing in this trailer. I think one of the Stranger Kid, uh, Stranger Things kids is in this movie too, so they're definitely appealing to that crowd as well. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. I think I'm there for it. Uh, I, I'm ready for it. Yeah. Uh, that's all I got to say. <laughs> what about you guys? Yeah. Like, uh, Egon, the, the actor that plays Egon is dead. He, he died about seven years ago, something like that. So this movie is, is picking up basically that character's story posthumously with his with his grand his grandson and there's there's a there's a pedigree to where this movie is coming from that has a real romantic tint to the glasses uh towards the old ghostbusters films that the 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 recent 2016 reboot did not have um so i think that's where all of the hype is coming from is is everyone is it's really trying to evoke the feelings of the 80s and the feelings of 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 how people loved those first two movies when i watch the trailer i don't see it as a ghostbusters movie i see it as almost a ghostbusters tribute movie interesting because because in my mind you know ghostbusters stars two comedians and two comedic actors yeah. so it's a comedy and the, about ghosts this seems more like a thriller maybe a mystery movie yeah where humor is kind of in the background. And to me, that's not a Ghostbusters movie. Now, it may be great, and I may enjoy it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to be there. Uh, my my Shellhead's uh, co-host, Jeff, is a enormous Ghostbusters fan, so he's going to make me go see it regardless. <laughs> but I'm just worried that it may not carry the same tone as the originals, which ne- isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, I, I definitely felt Harrison Ford in the background saying, it's real, all of it. <laughs> it is just it's that trope that we get from a lot of these movies where they go back and try to rehash stuff we've seen in the past. Oh, did you know how great your grandfather was? You know, I think it's going to be interesting. But I do agree with you, Sergio, that the tone is very, very different from from the classic Ghostbuster Ghostbusters movies. So, yeah, it's going to be a bit different. Agreed yeah. on that point as well. So speaking of going up in time, there was a here we're in another movie from July. This will be on the seventeenth. Bob's Burgers, the movie. <laughs> uh. I don't I don't know if either of you watch Bob's Burgers. Not at all. So uh. Sergio, what is this? Well, I guess this is on me. Uh so Bob's Burgers is uh I guess the third tent pole um of the f- Sunday night Fox animation block uh, that is, of course, it's the Simpsons family guy, both shows that have been on more than a decade. Uh, Bob's Burgers has been on, I believe, nine years, somewhere around there. And the following has just been growing and and and, and almost getting to like a fever pitch where there's it, it, not necessarily Rick and Morty like levels, 
but there's definitely probably as many people watching Bob's Burgers as Rick and Morty, just not at the same time. Wow. That's it's huge. a really charming show where the family loves each other enormously, but they also love getting on each other's nerves and all of the characters are just quirky enough that they each have very distinct, uh, you know, personalities on like, and, like if you look at the Simpsons, you know, it's very easy to, to pigeonhole Lisa's the smart one. Bart is the bratty one. Homer is the dumb one. You can't really do that with any of the characters on Bob's burgers because they, they're kind of multifaceted, but they're also very quirky. Hmm. I'm very excited about this movie. I'm going to take my entire family. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's a family flick. I hope so. Like the, <laughs> it's it's going to be a movie, so they could sure they could ratchet up, because I, I don't know if you saw the Simpsons movie. Halfway through the Simpsons movie, Homer flips off the camera, and I'm like, that's not the Simpsons. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, 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 like, I they could go that direction with this movie. I just hope they don't, because my kids love it. I love it. And there's a lot of fun to have with the characters. All right. Now it's time for me to be a spoiled sport. So, so here's my thoughts real quick. I love the guy who plays Bob because he also plays Archer and I love Archer. That's <laughs> he does. the, the, the character that's the little girl with the pink thing on her head. I like her. She's cool. I yep. hate the mother. Oh, I, I hate, love the mother. Oh, the mother. I just want to like. You know, like get my eraser and eraser from the entire show. She, uh, I mean, oh, she her just, excitement about everything reminds me so much of my mom. Well, well, no disrespect, but that, but that character is <laughs> again, no disrespect to your mom, but, 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 but that character, oh, she just grates. Oh, so, so I probably won't be, but I do know people who love this movie. And I mean, who love this TV show that it's just me and my weird quirkiness that, that I don't. But that said, mm-hmm. I hope it's wonderful and that you and your family enjoy it. Now on 731, here comes our next one. Curious to know what you guys think. Morbius, the living vampire. What say ye? Clarence? Oh man. Interesting idea. Well, no, I'm not even going to say that. Why make a movie of this? Why? Am- <laughs> Sony, what are you doing? We had to to beg and plead for you to to stay in the MCU world with Spider-Man, but you're making movies of characters nobody cares about. This might make a good Netflix show or, or a good show on Disney Plus. <laughs> no, hear no. me out. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Hear me out here. So they released Venom a couple of years ago, and it was a huge success. Right. They're sitting on the rights to all of these these characters that are going completely unused because they're not actively doing anything with Spider-Man outside of like into this into the Spider-Verse stuff. Yeah. They convinced Jared Leto, the most vampirish character. (laughs) I'm sorry, not character person in all of Hollywood. Yeah. They convinced him to play a vampire. This movie kind of writes itself. (sighs) And. Once they get two or three movies in, like by the end of this year, there'll be three movies in this weird alternate Spider-Manless Spider-Verse, right? Yeah. That if and and this is just me being very optimistic and and hoping they treat the Spider-Man character properly. I'm hoping that by the time the third Spider-Man movie ends, some sort of dimension something happens and Tom Holland falls out of the MCU and lands in this Venomverse. 
Mm-hmm. Interesting. So is is Morbius going to be in the same universe as Venom? Do we know that for a fact, or I I think that's the assumption. I don't know if it's going to be something where they act, interact with each other, but I'm there's no reason it can't. That. Yeah, man, I'm I'm almost down for them just having their own Spider Man and calling it another dimension. I mean, bring back uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire and just call it just a different reality. You know, we've established that in the MCU. I would be down for that. I really yeah. would. Yeah. Okay. 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 And I okay. think I'm sorry. I'm get no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I I I was just gonna say I think that fans could understand that because you've you've had an entire generation now grown up watching comic books and maybe by that time the multiverse of madness with Doctor Strange will come out, which I think is going mm-hmm. to further expand upon this concept of a multiverse. Con, you know, in movies. So yeah, Sergio, into the Spider Verse too. I mean, they've established yes, it already. Yes, 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 yes. Very true. You're a hundred percent right. Yeah, it, yes, yes, yeah. The, like the the timing is a little weird because they're already kind of front filling all these movies, almost like the Avengers did. But they can totally drop Tom Holland into these movies at some point, and it makes sense and it not seem crazy. Yep. Absolutely. Like 10 years ago, I would have been mad about this, but <laughs> I mean, you got to give credit to, to the stories that, uh, that they built in the MCU and as well as into the Spider-Verse. It, it has changed the public's mind about what these canon and these characters could be. You know, yeah. I look back to the 2009 uh, Star Trek movie that came out. People were livid that they were going to come back and do Kirk and all these characters again, but they made an in-movie explanation that made it all make sense. Yes. And they've done that with these movies and I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah. The, the thing is, is it, none of it works if the movies are bad. And so far, Venom was not a, like, it's not a Hollywood classic or anything, but it's a fun movie to watch. Mm. If they can do the same or at least have the same quality level with, with Morbius, uh, they're moving in the right direction. I, so not trying to stay on Morbius too long, but, Considering the content of Venom is pretty much unique. You've only seen Venom one other time, which was in the third uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie as far as big screen. Vampires, on the other hand, there have been vampires since silent movies, you know, from the first movies that were ever created, you were seeing vampires. This is a living quote unquote vampire with somebody that has a blood disease that makes him crave human blood and have vampire characteristics. He's not a vampire. That being said, <clears throat> so excuse me. Late? I'm sorry. Yeah, well, true, but he's, <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. But, but, but Blade is at least half vampire. This guy just has a disease. Interesting. Hmm. So is this movie just going to be about healthcare? oh boy who knows (laughs) but i know what probably won't be about health care on 8 21 2020 bill and ted face the music (laughs) here's another one that i put on the list knowing no one else would want to talk about (laughs) can i make a confession here go for it i've never seen a bill and ted movie okay may i make another confession Sure. Neither have I. Oh, wow. How did I meet the only two dudes over the age of 35 who have not have not seen a Bill and Ted movie? <laughs> uh, uh, Kyle, you mean you don't want to watch a movie about 
people traveling around in a, a, a booth looking device in space and time. You don't want to see that? No. Police. Okay. Just box, ask. Yes. <laughs> a, old wooden ha- a old wooden house flying through the space. Yes. Even a diner. Yes, but not a telephone booth. Yeah, yeah. Like those first two two uh, Bill and Ted movies are superbly dumb, but they're really charming. They haven't really aged well. Like there's some spots where they're just cringeworthy, mm-hmm. but yeah. I, like in, in my mind, as not being a Doctor Who fan, someone watched D- Doctor Who, and in the <laughs> early '90s they were like, or in the late '80s, early '90s they were like, how can we make this but dumber? <laughs> and then they wrote up a script. And someone read it and said, no, 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 no. We need it dumber. Wow. Because they're basically just Beavis and Butthead in a phone booth trying to learn, like, history. Is That's the first movie. And I don't know how well that's going to translate to two 50-year-old idiots. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me say this. You know what I find really interesting? That, that the first movie came out in 91, which means that it would have had to have been produced in 89 or 90. I'm curious if whoever wrote and produced this knew that the BBC wasn't using the concept of Doctor Who any <laughs> any longer because Doctor Who's original run ended in 89. I just the timing is just interesting there. Actually, the first that, that bogus journey is the last one. Ah, okay. So, uh I I don't know when the first one. The first one. It was it was in the late 80s, so it would have it would have been around that same time. Got you. Yeah, you got to got to think also this is like peak back to the future time as well, so yep. you know. True. True, true, true. Yeah. Yeah. There're two movies very much of their time and their time is very in vogue right now. We mentioned that when we were talking about Wonder Woman. It's they, They're really going to have to come with something special for this movie to hit in 2020. Let's just say that. Gotcha. But I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there because I love those two idiots. And I love Keanu Reeves. Everybody loves Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Reeves. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, it's in their best interest to cool. love Keanu. All right. So our next one comes out. And interesting, excuse me, interestingly enough, we do not have a September, but on 10-2, Venom 2. We kind of mentioned Venom a minute ago, but any other thoughts about a second installment of Venom? I like Woody Harrelson a lot, and and he's playing Carnage, or he's playing the guy who's hosting Carnage, or however that works. Okay, I'm there for it. (laughs) Actually, that would be very interesting. I could... Ooh, he would be good as a psycho. Well, just to see Carnage on screen, I'm there for it, man. Yeah, and see, I don't know enough about Carnage or like the only symbiote that I'm familiar with is really uh, Venom. And, and I'm kind of there with you, but I I know a little bit about Carnage, but I'm just probably thinking more of what they'd have to do with that stylistically on screen. That should be very interesting. So that, mm. that kind of got me excited to see what they could do with that. Yeah. Okay. So this is a good, in a nutshell, description, I think, of Carnage. Carnage is, okay, so you've got Spider-Man and then you've got, quote unquote, bad Spider-Man and Venom. Then if you want to look at Carnage, Venom is Spider-Man and the bad version of Venom would be Carnage. I mean, ramp up the violence, ramp up the psychosis, ramp up the murdering and killing and whatever. That's Carnage. Oh, wow. So 
Hence his name, Carnage. Wow. Okay. <laughs> also a chance to probably make Venom the good guy in this movie. Yes. Since we don't have a certain Peter Parker there to be the good guy, maybe. Y- uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, like, I, I don't know if either of you saw the first movie. The first movie was very much like Venom's the bad guy. Eddie Brock is the good guy trying to keep the bad guy from, you know, it's, it's like, hey, together we make an anti-hero. Like that, that's, <laughs> that's the whole plot of the first one. Uh, this one, if you're introducing someone who is categorically bad, Carnage, who is then attached to what Wikipedia is describing as a psych- psychopathic serial killer yes. in Cletus Cassidy. Like, okay. All right. So, like, I'm on board. I enjoyed the yeah. first one. I, like, I like all these ancillary characters. Uh, it's, it's just really weird that this movie even exists in, to, to me. Mm. But yeah, they're doing it. They're doing it, man. It is surprising, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> It's less surprising to have Venom 2 than it is to have Morbius, to be brutally honest. Yeah, Morbius definitely yeah. left feel. Yeah. Absolutely. So that is the only movie on the list. So it seems like we're going to wait. Uh, I mean, excuse me. That's the only movie on the list for October. So it seems like we're going to be waiting an eternity before the next one comes out on eleven six. So bad pun there. The Eternals. <laughs> so I will read the first line of your <laughs> comments, which is, who the bleep are the Eternals? <laughs> That's a really good question, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, Cal. <laughs> All right. So I'm glad you there. asked that question. Uh, <laughs> so the Eternals first appeared in the Eternals number one in July 1976. They were created by the legendary Jack Kirby. Um the Eternals were created in the comics by the Celestials mil- millions of years ago, and they have basically longevity. They are obviously eternal. They are not gods, but they act like gods, and they've been used on and off sparingly as characters appearing very infrequently in their own comics, mostly as supporting characters. Cersei is one of the Eternals who has actually been a member of the Avengers. I know for a very good run for several, several years, probably in the late eighties, early nineties. That's what I remember most about her. Um, they are kind of just side characters that, and again, they were created by Jack Kirby shortly before he left Marvel in the seventies and went to DC and created characters like, um, uh, Mr. Terrific, Dark Side, all those characters like Granny Goodness, all those characters like that. So that's who the Eternals are in a nutshell. Hmm. So, so, so I think this movie, this, um, MCU movie is going to be the first that's going to probably like in my mind start to present problems because we're introducing new characters. And the first question you're going to ask, uh, like where were they during in game? So I think they're going to, they're going to have a bit of an issue in introducing any new characters going forward. Uh, they're going to have to kind of explain like where they were in my personal opinion. Now they probably won't, but that's just me thinking of the larger picture of like, where were these, this super ragtag group of people, uh, being gods, whatever during, you know, when half of the world got destroyed, I mean, or half of the universe. So that's my question. Um, I don't, yeah, you're right. They're not going to explain it. 
they they may explain things and say that Thanos' snap only affected Earth. Uh-huh. Okay, I buy. You know, give me a reason because the universe is infinitely large. This could be happening anywhere in it. So I, I don't know. It, they're they're going to get a pass from me just because the universe is infinitely large. Mm. I'm going to say, considering the fact they were created by the Celestials, and I would say the Celestials' power trumps the power of the Infinity Gauntlet. I may be wrong there, but probably this is how they would explain it. Maybe they were in suspended animation. Maybe they were off in space. Who knows? Did we say? Did we say in the MCU MCU who created the Infinity Stones? Was that? Um, stated. They I, may say that these guys created them. You know, I mean, who knows how they'll bring them in? I don't know. I don't, for some reason, I'm wanting to say when they showed the Celestials, I'm wondering if they kind of hinted that the Celestials did create them. Now that would be interesting. Very, very interesting. But, but, yeah. but, but the way they, whenever I say they created them, they basically took cavemen, experimented on them and evolved them into the, Cersei and all the other uh, Eternals that they created. And let's see, Cersei is that that's the one played by Angelina Jolie. I thought that was going to be, but I think she plays. I don't think her name is uh, uh, Athena, let's but I think say. it's uh, it's Athena. Athena. Yeah. Cersei is being played is not by Gemma Chan. I don't mm. I don't know that actor, and she's listed like ninth on the call list. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, upping, well, hot actors in here. Hot as in yeah. not physically hot, but <laughs> they might uh, big, be big draw actors. Yeah, physically hot too. You know, some come for An- Angelina Jolie, some come for Kit Harrington. I'll be there for Selma Hayek. Yeah. Speaking of Kit Harrington, his <laughs> character is not an Eternal, which I find very interesting. He will be playing the Black Knight, and he's an, also an Avenger, but not again, not an eternal, which I find that interesting that you're introducing the black knight in something that's really something that I've never known him to be tied to, which is the eternals. Yeah. I, I like, I, tr- I trust Marvel just with anything. So like, I was very skeptical when they did guardians of the galaxy. Those yeah. movies ended up being pretty good. You know, awesome. not my, not, not my favorite MCU stuff, but there's nothing inherently wrong with them. Uh, this film does kind of have to prove itself like Guardians did. But I'll be there. I'll be there opening night. It's got enough star power in it that I'm going to enjoy just watching the people in it. Like, I really like Richard Madden. I really like Kumail Nanjiani. I really like David or Brian Tyree Henry. And as you said, Selma Hayek. Like, th- this this movie has people. Mm. Yeah, it definitely has the star power, man. Yeah. And, you know, I'm I'm actually... The, you know, this is the first Marvel movie that I'm going into with absolutely nothing as far as expectations are. And I think that's a little bit refreshing because I don't know what to expect because other than the fact you've got these very well known actors, the, there's not a lot of other than their basic story. You're not in cumbered by details and details of well captain america can't do this and tony stark can't do that the there's pretty pretty much open gates to do pretty much whatever they want to and that's kind of almost refreshing i agree i absolutely agree so 
Considering that the Eternals will probably be an epic mashup, an epic confrontation is going to happen on 1120, which is Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. So are either of you Godzilla or King Kong guys? I wouldn't say I'm just the huge fan, but I really enjoyed that first movie with Brian Cranston. Unfortunately, I didn't see the last movie that came out with the Stranger Things girl in it, but I heard it was really good. And I heard they're trying to make a cinematic universe around their monsters. Yeah, yeah. This is another movie that that, that Jeff, uh, the Shellheads guy, is making. Like he's he's like here. Watch the first three because apparently Kong Skull Island is is yep. is, is the first one, and then the two Godzilla movies, and then this. So people really like those three, and I haven't watched them. But so, so since this year is kind of it's it's kind of weak when it comes to the years that we've talked about on you know podcasts like these. I was like, let me put this Godzilla movie here because by the end of the year, I think I'm going to be pretty hyped for it considering I have to watch those first three. Mm. So I kind of mirror what Clarence said. You know, I'm not going to say, ooh, I'm a, you know, the biggest King Kong fan, but I can count many King Kong movies I've gone to see in theaters. I think it's just so much in our culture from, you know, I think Sergio, you put in there over 60 years and that's quite mm-hmm. true. There are, there, there, I think our friend Lee has said that there was a King Kong movie back in the 30s that was so scary to people the first time King Kong was on or Kong was uh, in theaters seeing that people were running out of the theaters in fear. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, it was one of the first movies. So, yeah. yeah, some of the first movies. So, so I don't know if I would go see it in theaters, but I would be hands-on you know stream it yes i would definitely definitely watch this one yeah Yeah. i think i think i'm here for it i'm going cool (laughs) yeah so that is our list so no december movies curious enough so final thoughts on what you know now that we've talked them through any thoughts final on movies coming out this year clarence i'm gonna let you take that one yeah, I'll go first. I, I will say with the exception of Wonder Woman 1984, it does seem like the slate of movies coming out this year are not as big as as, as uh, 2019. I mean, 2019 mm-hmm. had Star Wars, for God's sake. So, yeah, it does seem like it's a little lacking in 2020. But I think we're going to see a lot of gems in here that are going to wind up being a lot better than we think. Yeah. And and, and I'm, I'm hoping that the ones that I picked are the ones that end up being big there there are there are some that didn't pick like there's a new uh James Bond movie this year there's the Mulan remake Top Gun's coming out uh both of bad, those might be huge i think <laughs> yeah like Bad Boys 3 is coming out like th- th- there's a new Kingsman movie like there's a whole bunch of stuff it's just not anything that really lines up with the Venn diagram that is the 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 Reality Breach podcast yeah and Consequently, that means I'm just not that excited about the movies this year. Mm. I don't see it making that much. I don't see the Hollywood making as much money this year. Yeah, I, I can agree with that, man. And again, like we're we're in the midst of peak TV. <laughs> we have so much good goodness on TV right now. And and yeah, I don't know. It I, they're going to have to keep surprising us at the theaters to keep us coming out, man. So we'll see. Yeah. Bingo, bingo. Well, I've enjoyed going through this list. I, I will say the two that I'm looking for 
forward to the most, number one being Wonder Woman. And actually, number two, believe it or not, is going to be the Eternals for the reasons that I just said. But that being said, one thing that we always do on this podcast before we wrap it up is to say, gentlemen, where else might you be found on the Internet? And Sergio, I want to start with you. You're our guest. Where Mm -hmm. else can you be found on the Internet? Uh, you can find me at realitybreached.com. Uh, I'm, I, I guess I'm the Rebree guy. Uh, I'm on a bunch of those shows. Uh, we've got the regular podcast. We've got local spotlights. If, if you're in the Jackson area, Jackson, Mississippi area, we cover a lot of local stuff. Uh, and the one that I'm just kind of really enjoying producing right now is Shellheads. It's our all Ninja Turtles podcast. Uh, it's, I know it's very niche, but there's a lot of fans out there and a lot of turtle stuff to talk about. And so that, that's why I'm so excited about it right now. Um, other than that, we have uh, all the regular social media handles, you know, re- reality breached on Facebook, reality breached on uh, Twitter, you know, basically everywhere. Awesome. Awesome. So Clarence, what about you? Where else can you be found on the internet? Yeah. Before I say that, I was just say just kudos to Sergio because man, what you're doing with the uh, Shellheads podcast. I list, I'm not, I'm not the hugest Turtles fan, but I listen to your podcast because I always get a good tidbit. I love that you're going through the movies and these different characters, the comics. You're hitting every facet, which I find very interesting. I say keep going, man. I'm loving it so far. Oh, but yeah, yeah, man, you're welcome. But if you want to figure out where I'm at, you can always do that by going to discussingnetwork.com. Discussingnetwork.com. Go there and you can find links to all our shows, YouTube page, um, social media outlets uh yeah check us out at discussingnetwork.com all right so i will end with saying you know i'm going to point back again to reality breached specifically to episode number 117117 lee uh, from discussing who as well as discussing comics, discussing network, uh, and the relativity podcast sat down with Sergio for a very, very entertaining conversation about radio drama, podcasting drama in general, and specifically about relativity. And again, that is episode number 117. So. For everyone listening, thank you for joining us. Let us know what you thought about our list. And with that, we will be back next time. You've been listening to The Discussing Network. Find out more at DiscussingNetwork.com. Wi-Fi Sci-Fi. Wi-Fi Sci-Fi. Wi-Fi Sci-Fi. What is Wi-Fi Sci-Fi? It's Girl in Space. Tales of Sage and Savant. The Night World Journal. Oz9. Moonbase Theta. Out. It's Wi-Fi Sci-Fi. What is Wi-Fi Sci-Fi? Find out at Wi-Fi Sci-Fi dot O-R-G. Wi-Fi Sci-Fi.